Our lesson for today continues our study in the Gospel of Luke. Today we're in the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, beginning at verse 38. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered him, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In Luke's gospel, as we have been following it through these last few weeks, Luke structures his teachings with purpose, with intention. And so this particular lesson for today in Luke chapter 10 follows immediately after our lesson from last week, which was the story of the Good Samaritan. And Luke, in the story of the Good Samaritan, was sharing with us those words of Jesus and how important it was that we care for our neighbor, that we reach out and that we be willing to help those in need, for they, they are given to us by God that we might serve them. Well, so here comes Martha. And Martha is a pretty strong woman. And she's also a very generous woman. And the Lord comes to town, to her village. And being the generous person that she is, and being a friend of Jesus, she invites Jesus into her home for dinner. Now, what we don't know is did she invite just Jesus? Or it says Jesus was traveling with his disciples. So did she invite Jesus and the twelve? Or did she let the twelve go to Norm's or someplace else? But the picture is this, that Martha has invited Jesus into her home. Her sister Mary, who also loves the Lord is just loving and enraptured and devoted, devoted to hearing Jesus talk and teach. So here's Martha busy in the kitchen and Mary sitting in the living room or wherever it was listening to Jesus. Now, this wasn't a planned meal. This wasn't one that she had spent hours in preparation before she invited Jesus into her home, the picture we're given is it was spontaneous. So imagine you invite a friend for dinner. Now, what are you going to serve? How are you going to take care of him? But the big busy thing is she's busy in the kitchen or wherever it is getting the food ready and being the older sister... 
is getting pretty frustrated because as she goes to Jesus and says, Lord, are you going to let my sister sit here while I do all of this work alone? You can almost picture it, can't you? Martha getting so frustrated because her sister is just sitting there at Jesus' feet listening to him. Why isn't she helping? And Jesus says to Martha, Martha, Martha. Now when we see in the scriptures when the name is given twice like this, Martha, Martha, it's not a scolding kind of Martha. It is a compassionate, dear Martha. Mary is doing that which is the important thing. And the story of Mary and Martha is really a story of priorities. Martha is busy about busyness to get the food ready, and Mary is listening to her master, her Lord, her teacher, and what he's teaching. And Jesus says, and Mary is doing the most important thing. Not that Martha's wrong, but she's allowing the busyness of, of the meal to distract or to de defer her from hearing the teaching of Jesus. It's all about priorities. It's all about what does it mean? What's the most important thing in our life? What's the most important thing for us to know? There's one other place in the scripture. One other place in the scriptures where Mary and Martha show up. It's in the Gospel of John. Now, in the Gospel of John, we have the story of Lazarus, their brother, who has died. And they summon Jesus, but he doesn't get there till after he's dead. Martha, again, the strong woman, hears that Jesus is coming. He's late, but he is coming. And Martha goes out to Jesus where he is outside the village, probably near the grave. In fact, it was near the grave. And Martha says to Jesus, Lord, if you but gotten here sooner, my brother wouldn't have died. That's Martha. And it's in that text in John where Jesus says to Martha, I'm the resurrection and the life. And all who live and believe in me, though they die, yet shall they live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. That beautiful Easter text. Now Martha goes back to Mary. And this time she says, Mary, the teacher, is asking for you. And so now Mary comes with Martha out to the tomb, out to the grave. And Mary says the same thing. Lord, if you'd but gotten here sooner, my brother wouldn't have died. And the story, as, as John tells it, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And the sisters and brother are reunited. But back to our text. These two sisters... Both of them love the Lord. Both of them are anxious to hear and speak and listen to him. But Martha allows the busyness of a meal 
to distract her from that which is important. And as we look at our lesson today, it is all about what are priorities in our life. Priorities can often take us away from doing the important or take us away from doing the necessary. Just think for a moment. Other than mealtime, do we build time in our day for prayer? Or does the busyness of our day and the activity of our day keep us from spending time with our Lord? Or other than Sunday morning, are there times during our week when we take time to listen to our Lord in the scriptures and to read the scriptures? Or is that reserved for Sunday morning because the rest of the week is so busy and so full? When I was a district president for 18 years and I worked with many congregations throughout our district, I'd often go to them and we would talk about the priorities of a congregation. And I would say to a congregation, to the leadership of a congregation, and probably did it here at St. John's at one time or another, I would say, if you want to know the priorities of your congregation, you look at two things. You look at your calendar, and you look at your budget. If you want to know the priorities of your congregation, you look to see what is, it, what is the congregation busy about doing, and where's the congregation spending its money? Now that's a good question for all of us. If we want to know the priorities of our life, we can look two places. Our calendar. In other words, where are we spending our time and our energy and our effort during the week? Is there time in that calendar for God? Is there time in that calendar for hearing from him in his word? And secondly, where do we spend our money? Is there a place in our financial position, wherever it is, that God gets a portion, a priority? Priorities are hard. They really are because there are so many things pressing in on us every day. Now, granted, I discovered I'm, now that I'm retired, there aren't quite as many things pressing in. But so many things that press in, even in retirement, how much time do we still look at our social media and spend time there? The quiet times in our life get so filled up with noise that distract us from the important things. The peaceful times in our life can often get so distracted by anxiety and worry and concern. And it is a priority. 
our ability to have meaningful conversations with one another are often distracted by social media on our phone. And how often that becomes a distraction. I find myself being tempted sometimes too, just like I'm sure you do, you go into a restaurant for a meal and you sit down at the table and the first thing everybody does is has to check their phone rather than just putting it away. Priorities, what's important to us and how often those priorities are taken away from us because of the pressures or what we think are the pressures of our life. David in the Psalms struggles with that repeatedly. And in two places, there's many more, but in two places in the Psalms, in Psalm 37, David says, for example, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And then in Psalm 94, he says, when the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. One of the good places for us to refresh our souls and refresh our priorities is just spending time in the Psalms with David who struggled just like we do. The important thing for us to remember is we are always priority number one with God. God never lets anything distract him from us. In creation, God spends six days creating the world, but as he creates the world, he creates what's often referred to as the crown of his creation, and the crown of God's creation was Adam and Eve, man and woman. Of all the things that he created, that was the pinnacle, that was the crown, because we are always God's priority. In Revelation, we have what are called the seven letters to the seven churches. Part of the vision that John has from God is God looking at the seven big churches of that time, of the New Testament, Ephesus, Philippians, and so forth. And in those seven letters, God praises the people and God attempts to correct the people. And one example of that is in God's letter to the Ephesians in Revelation chapter 2. When God says, I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. Praise. But, always a but, but I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the world words you did at first. In other words, there to the Ephesians, God says, I praise you for the things you're doing, but you've abandoned your first love. You forgot about me. You've forgotten about love. And God goes on to correct the Ephesians. Peter, in 1 Peter, says it this way. 
Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Martha, Martha, you worry about so many things and you're missing the most important. Mary has chosen the right thing. And I'm sure God says, Larry, Larry, you worry about so many things. And at times you forget my love for you. It is interesting, as Luke goes on, he teaches the Good Samaritan. Then he talks about Martha and Mary and, and how caring for someone sometimes interferes with their relationship. And then... Luke, right after this, puts in our lesson for next week, which is the Lord's Prayer. Caring for one another. Don't get distracted from who, whose you are. And then pray. Bringing us back full circle. So what is God saying to you today? What is God saying to each of us? Our priorities are not necessarily bad, but they can distract us from that which is most important. Remember today that you are always the number one priority for God, that nothing ever distracts God from his love for you. And he demonstrates that in the gift of the Lord's Supper.